Something's moving at the entrance of the cave. More than one thing, actually. Oversized spiders are moving into the space, searching for something to feed upon, because they haven't noticed the poison yet. Zumo finds it comforting for a second that at least these oversized beasts have no more foresight than he does. Not that he'll gain anything from their illness. He stifles a sigh. The glorious work must continue. Zumo crouches low to the ground, both as a means of hiding himself and out of necessity. His body is growing so weak it's difficult to support the weight of his gear. Of himself, if he's being honest. Still, the work has to continue. If he dies here, even by this poison, he dies serving the cause, and in his death there would be some small measure of redemption. The spiders scramble all through the cave between him and freedom, releasing more and more of the poison into the air, making their collective plight worse by every second. He watches them scramble all over each other in a panic as the affliction takes hold and they don't understand it. So they're growing weaker, too, perhaps. Tired? Sick? They don't seem to see him yet. If he can just muster one last burst of strength, he could maybe run clear of this place, drag himself back to Harab. Harab will know what to do. Zumo grits his teeth, pushes himself up to his feet, and starts to run. The spiders turn. They don't even need to see him. And the mouth of the cave seems so very far away. This is Pot Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast where it's safe to eat the apples. It's totally safe. I'm your host, and here's everybody. I mean, what's safe? Like, we won't die, apparently. Probably. <laughs> Alright, Peter's fine. Yeah. Old yeah. Peter Apple. He's seat. alive. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no one's rolled um, knowledge religion on him, so... <laughs> Can you really say that? Hi. <laughs> we already said Happy New Year, right? The, so I can't say that again. Say it again. Saying it yeah, again. I, Happy I don't New think Year. I was recording at least when you said it before. 2024. Happy New Year. We're doing it. We made it, yes. team. Way to go. We're back on an even number of And that's not stressful for any reason. <laughs> Quote Spiru Agnew. <laughs> 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 I didn't hear what you said. It kind of cut out real quick. And I was like, I said Prospero Agnew. Yeah. Oh, Prospero Agnew. I thought oh, I, I heard that is what Agnew. Spiro Agnew used to say I mean, on New Year's. Absolutely. Everyone's, everyone's favorite disgraced vice president, Spiro Agnew. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he had a little bit of wisdom for us in this time. Well, for those of you spending 2024 as uh, taking a, a shot of your preferred beverage, anytime we make a Spiro Agnew mention, <laughs> you're welcome. That's number one. Toss one back. <laughs> Luckily, you know, I, I think we've cornered the market 
on Spiro Agnew in Pathfinder Actual Place. The Spirits with Spiro <laughs> drinking game is going to take off. <laughs> uh, let's see. What happened last week? You'd think I would know, but we recorded this a whole year ago, so... get That's a New Year's... Anyways, I was trying to buy myself time. So previously, um, the party finished fighting those wonderful trees. It went badly, and then it went well, and then one of the trees disappeared, never to be heard from again. Yeah, probably. After that, uh, the party found a, a dead body that apparently the trees had been kind of preying on in their weird kind of alien eat-your-emotions sort of way. Did a little bit of healing, um, got some cool stuff, and then um, you know, started checking out some of the um, valley on their way to the apparently normal farmer's place along the southern wall of the canyon. Uh, so eventually they found themselves there. They found a nice garden with some fruit trees, some vegetable beds. Everything looked a little bit weird. And they found a really enthusiastic guy with like some twigs in his hair and a metal leg that he didn't acknowledge was real. And um, just a general sunny disposition. He... Um, he was pretty friendly. He volunteered lots of information about butchers who um, unmade him and put him back together. Seems like normal stuff. And about how the land here was crying out for someone to help it, so that's why he was there growing his vegetables. And um, let's see, he also mentioned that the uh, four-armed lady, who he doesn't trust because on account of her liking machines, uh, she lives in a machine cave to the north. And uh, some other guy who smelled of the rifts came through recently looking for Technic League agents, which is kind of bearing the lead on the fact that a team from the Technic League had been through this valley months ago. Had apparently been rather rude to Peter, the aforementioned farmer, and had been intrigued by the idea of the butchers deeper in the valley who hold at least an annihilator robot that we've seen. Um, and they went off to you know, check out the scene. As far as Peter knows, they never came back. So it's probably probably all cool deeper in the valley. That's where we are now. Still kind of in media res in the conversation. You seem like a relatively helpful font of knowledge. Do you want to come with us? We won't let anything bad happen to you. Um, <laughs> I think... Peter is going to say, um, uh, absolutely not. I, um, uh, I have to stay here and, and tend to my plants. I will not be going out beyond here. This, this place needs me. This is where I go. And you, um, you shouldn't go beyond here. There's, the butchers are out there. And, um, like I said, they, they're, they're not great. So, you mentioned the flayer with the butcher. Is she also a butcher? Or is she different than a butcher? Ah, uh, she is... She's not like that. She... She comes from... And he sort of does, like, the Cosmo Kramer, like, hand out into the air, like, wiggling his fingers. Uh, and goes, she's from the, the shadows beyond. She's... A minion of pain and darkness, but she works for them. She works for them as a mercenary or a, 
or a friend, I... But she's alone of all of them, not from the dark tapestry, but her capacity for cruelty might be even greater than theirs. Would that kind of weird bit of description remind us of... Uh, Are you trying to remember the, the second time today that I'm blanking on her name. Yes, the chitin lady. Uh, and Jeff just said it, but I talked over it. <laughs> Lil Nicky. Nick Shariel. Mm-hmm. Yes, Nick Shariel. Does it kind of bring us in the mind of someone like her, like a chitin? Hearing, like, not dark tracistry, but still an outsider, big emphasis on pain and shadows. I mean, I... Th- like, I, does that sound similar to it that? It sounds like those are, are pieces that kind of fit together. There might be a little bit of a chitin yeah. thing going on here. Yeah. Or a velstrack. Because we have run into chitons. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, also, speaking of... This is all quite nice. A uh, little bit of housekeeping. Alwyn, you should have this, by the way. Uh, and hands over the Extend Lesser Magic, <laughs> magic Rod, oh, which I've meant right. to for episodes. Um, and uh, this will help with the, the poison and, and things of that relative level and lower. It'll make them twice as long. Uh, the, the heist, uh, everything else. Um, also, maybe we could give him some fruit in return. And Alowen will uh, look at the rod and say, Oh, thank you. And yes, uh, this turns back to Peter. This food you're growing, I'm sure, is very nice, but, um, well, I'm going to give you these, and he's going to draw. I think he has like five or six that he can do that don't do any healing. I've used up all my ones that do healing today already, but I have ones that act as the equivalent of a day's worth of nutrition fruits from his belt and they do like rot after a day so it's not like he can save them for a week unfortunately but I'm going to give him the rest of the fruit off of his belt like just like here but are you uh, not gonna tell him that it feeds him a whole day like in the Mean Girls movie with the bars <laughs> the church? and then he comes back into his room and he's just screaming and ripping posters off the wall and then he writes horrible things in that book <laughs> I really like that movie Sorry. I would like to sidle in beside uh, yeah, Halloween will hand him. and and just also slip like six goo tubes in there. And by six, I mean like thirty. <laughs> just in with the fruit. Yeah, just no. <laughs> there. You go. That's an embarrassment of riches. Uh, um, truly why don't an you embarrassment. Roll me a diplomacy check while while handing over this non, you know, valley grown food that is probably poisoned by the butchers or something. Can and, I aid? And a contested sleight of hand on those <laughs> Q-tubes because we don't want to let this go. Uh, natural one on a skill check is not an automatic failure, is it? It's not, no. no. Okay. Good. Uh, so oh. my ridiculous diplomacy might actually make this be worth something. So that is a 14. <laughs> that is pretty ridiculous with a natural one. But I think Peter is, is like, looking over these fruits that Alwyn has, and he goes, um, 
kind of squints at them and he goes, Ah, that, that's, that's not of the earth. That's not, that's not going to stick around. This is the good stuff. This is the good stuff. And he'll, like, pat the ground in his raised bed next to him and then start, like, walking over to another one. And he'll, like, pull a carrot up out of the ground and he'll say, You eat this for for a whole day. Your, your eyes, you'll be, they'll be sharper than you could believe. And then he'll... The carrot is, like, actively trying to get away from him. <laughs> he'll um, head down to, like, another bed and, like, point to the mushrooms. And he says, and this stuff, this, uh, the butchers, it's, it smells just like them. You eat one of these, they, they can't even see you. You become invisible to them. At least the ones who go by their nose. And then he'll, he'll like, head over to the peppers and, and say, now these, these, well, you have to be careful, but, um... As long as you can take a little bit of spice, they'll make you faster. They'll make you faster than, uh, at least uh, for a little while. And, um, yeah, they, the butchers hate them. They can't handle the spice. And then he'll, he'll come back around, like, go up to the apple tree where he, you know, he already pulled off an apple that, and gave to Kira and said, And these, these are, these are very special. They, they can protect you. They can protect you from the, the, the poison. The poison that those machines and those butchers have put into the air. Now, mechanically speaking, what Peter is saying... Yeah, I was going to say... Is that the apples... roll like a nature on that to see if he's telling the truth? Because <laughs> that sounds... Well, you could do a sense motive. You already kind of didn't roll high enough on nature to know if these things have any effect. Oh, yeah. And sorry, I interrupted you explaining mechanically what they do. Yeah, mechanically... Um, Eating one of those apples, provided it is ripe and not spoiled, will grant you a plus four on all saving throws related to radiation effects for 24 hours. Huh. A carrot, also provided it's not spoiled, will provide you with a plus four bonus to perception checks for four hours for 24 hours. Um, a mushroom grants you makes you smell weirdly like um, the butchers, which gives you a plus four bonus on stealth checks in some places where the butchers might otherwise detect you. Um, and then the peppers, which um, are very, very hot, can grant you a plus two bonus on initiative checks and reflex saves for one hour after eating them. Hmm. We stumbled upon a what farmer's market. What kind of market. bonus is that, the initiative one? Uh, I I <laughs> Those are all untyped bonuses. Okay. So they're just, you know, cool. just good stuff bonuses. Yeah, can we just, like, watership down this place? Yeah. <laughs> Murder all the rabbits? Spoiler alerts. No, no, eat all... We're, we're the rabbits. Eat all the food, mm. yeah. We eat all the food. All I know is about I think about the butchers are, like... <laughs> anyway, spoilers. <clears throat> it's very different from down Periscope, which is where my head went. I'm like, I'm not crossing... Like, figuring out how the vegetables fit in the down periscope. I was on that submarine one time. As a Girl Scout. The down periscope submarine? The one from down periscope? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's docked, or it was docked in San Francisco. Okay, cancel the rest of the pod. We're talking about this. Yeah, it was great. Good time. We'll come back to it. I didn't realize they had a real submarine yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, I think... Uh, Alwyn... <laughs> oh, sorry. Um... Uh, but hearing all of this, uh, 
stuff about all of these fruits and vegetables, we'll say. Um, is that all they do? It's, there any sort of, uh, anything that happens after to maybe make up for all these amazing things they do? Like, do you get sick the next day or anything? No, no, of course not. These are vegetables. These are fruit of the earth. They will never betray you. They are... The land may be sick, but they are part of making it all better. They would... They would never make you sick. Never, never, never. Unless you have some kind of allergy. Or you eat a spoiled one. But other than that... Well... Never else. Sense motive on they never make you sick. <laughs> no, I just just watch me. I will, I will eat one of those carrots, and Abrixby will say, "May I?" Uh, go for it. Help yourself. He will do his best. Fortunately, Bugs Bunny is still not public domain, so he'll do his best. Steamboat Rabbit with it, and. Um, yeah, he eats it all. Uh, why don't you bounce me a D100? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's our test. Yeah. Six. A total oh. of six? A total of six. Uh, why don't you make... Is that how many eyes I grow? <laughs> why don't you make me a fortitude save? Is this carrot doesn't taste the best. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was spoiled. Oh, no. <laughs> He said, don't eat the spoiled ones. <laughs> he did tell you not to eat the spoiled ones. It's a 19. All right, so you're fine. Oh, good. It's just a, it doesn't taste great. You don't feel like you have any bonuses. Your vision doesn't feel any sharper, but you're okay. I passively slide it into a napkin on my hand <laughs> and then put it in my pocket. <laughs> Starts burning a hole through the pocket. <laughs> oh, God. Rick's piece of pocket napkin is just is <laughs> well, um, I might have just grabbed a, a bit of a, a a mushy one, you know. Uh, all those go tubes have, or goo tubes have really thrown off my perception of texture. Uh, but yeah, no, we should um, maybe. Uh, do you do like a CSA, perhaps, or? <laughs> he cocks his head and uh, says, uh, "We, I have no need for money, but um, I, you had a carrot, and uh, you already have an apple. And the other two, um, each of you can can take one of your choice, and then um, if we need something tomorrow, perhaps we can we can figure something out. Nature's bounty provides, even at this late season. Don't eat the carrot. <laughs> it it so was very gross." <laughs> Uh, the pepper that makes you faster, and what was the other one? Um, and the mushroom. Stinky mushroom. That helps. Oh, that makes you smell like the creatures. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, which does Tarazi want? I think Alan will just take whatever's left over. He doesn't really have a preference. Yeah, I think... Well, what's Alan's stealth? Because you might benefit more from the plus four... Well, that's Tarazi. true, because, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I actually have a decent stealth. I have a plus six. Okay, well, mine's a plus 13, so you go for <laughs> it. Okay, yeah. 
I'll take it then. Yeah, especially because I already have like a plus seven to initiative, so I'm good on an ish. Yeah, that's fair. I'll hold on to that pepper. Yep. Just walk around holding it in one hand, waiting for initiative. Uh, <laughs> no, I uh, gotta have a free hand, so yeah, yeah. I'll hold on to that pepper though. I'll pop the mushroom in his mouth. Are oh, you popping the mushroom in your mouth right now? Well, yeah. Why don't you? He saw Brixby eat it, and Brixby told him he was fine. He <laughs> believes him. So why don't what you else is bounce there? me a D100? 83. All right. So um, the mushroom tastes weird and a little bit funky, but um, you do feel like your pores are kind of oozing some some good, good, <laughs> weird alien goop for a while. Mm. I don't know if Alwood has pores. He doesn't have any hair on his body. <laughs> well, Goop's coming out of somewhere. <laughs> you didn't have pores You're before, but for the next 24 hours you do. <laughs> yeah, for the next 24 hours he has pores. He's a porous guy. Just a poor boy. <laughs> he needs no sympathy. Well, thank you for the bounty. Yes, of, of course, it's it's good to finally see some some people around who are willing to stop and have a conversation with an old man and learn at least a little about this place. Not not like those rude people. It's, um... Yes, uh, you're welcome to, um... return anytime you'd like. I, um... I just ask that you don't enter my my cave there, back there. That's my home. It's, you know, it's my private space. It's, it's all I have for myself here, so... You know. Other than that, we're good. You you want to camp out here? It's it's a nice place. You're free to do that. That's... There's not a lot of you know safe places in the valley. In case you didn't know that yet. Well, that's very kind of you. Do you have a name for this place? Uh, just my farm. That that's just my orchard. I, I suppose. It's not like Bader's Pocket or anything. It's like a little... You could come no, up with something not, cute and maybe... Yeah, maybe. the alliteration's not bad. I'll, I'll think on that one. Right, well... That one's free, but... Hey... <laughs> we, uh... Anyway. Do you have a bed we could take? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I have a, a bed roll that's for me, like in in my cave, where I would ask that you not go because you know it's it's mine for me. Have you considered moving it outside? Oh, as part of the sleepover. Um, I would rather not do that. Mm. Okay, we'll get that bed somehow. Don't you worry. <laughs> but. Look at all the fine beds out here, Kira. Gardening humor. Mm. Fair. Mm. Totally fair. All right, well, bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Catch you on the flip side. Yes. Peace out. Um, So... He's gone. (laughs) He just went a little ways to the south. (laughs) Oh, there we go. It's very fast. It's like when you're and leaving you somebody's can... house and they just go upstairs before you leave. <laughs> and, like, and you feel you feel inclined I mean, to stay. I'm like, I want to go raid your kitchen. 
Yeah. You've left me with so much responsibility. She was close to starting the Midwest goodbye and be like, oh, you can't leave without some of these vegetables, you know. I just grew these myself here, eh? So, um, shall we to the machine cave, perhaps? It, I assume it's like four? What time is it right now? Is it like late afternoon? Is it? Yeah, I I think it's fairly late in the afternoon at this point. I don't remember exactly what we established last episode as it was a whole year ago. But, um, yeah. I remember it was like middle of the day when we met with the androids. And then you said it was like a couple hours for us to get here and we've jawed. So I'm just wondering, do we want to bed down and head out really early? Because we don't know if there's another place that we can stay? Or is that ridiculous and are we going to bed at 4 p.m.? So, like, yeah. I mean, he did mention that there's not very many safe places to sleep in this valley. Do we think it early enough that we could go get a peek at the cave and then come back here to rest, maybe? Yeah. You could come back. It is um, not a tiny place, so it's a few miles up to the cave. If we get there and we hate it. What time around has the sun been, like, setting? Um, well, it is, like the equivalent of October. Because so it's, it's getting into fall. Getting to be yeah. fall. Oh, so like 422. We don't, we don't have to worry about the return trip. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. Zap. As it were. So then let me go check out this cave. Machine yeah. cave. Machine cave. Yeah. Maybe we'll learn about the machine cave. Machine cave learning. Let me just make sure you all have tokens on the machine cave map. I'm excited for the new nicknames. Yeah. It's just thinking that. <laughs> um, so I, the hike up across the um, valley, you basically have to, you have to cross the river, actually, to get to the machine cave. And it's um, it's 50 feet wide at its narrowest. So how are we crossing the rather slow but quite deep-looking river? What's uh? Talk the wagons the and float. And float. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> we should get a sky uh, medal for saying the same Zeke joke. Zeke didn't make it. I have a disc. We could do that thing with with like the disc, but I am technically like if you know, there's like a goat and a cabbage. And mm-hmm. I, I will eat oh, I the cabbage or the goat. You gotta send the snake. Side. So <laughs> the rat. If you yes. send the rat and the snake, the snake will eat the rat. Oh, I mean, <laughs> Levi has a swim speed. I'm pretty sure. So that should Ooh. simplify things pretty greatly. Of bricks yeah, takes one person. Can usually swim. All right. Sounds like it's easy enough. Because you're not level so, one adventurers anymore. Yeah, I could take Kira probably, and then Alwyn could ride on Levi. Is that sure? Twenty foot swim speed. Yeah, so not fast, but it's only going to take a yeah. turn and a half. <laughs> cool. All right, so uh, you head north across the valley, cross the unnamed section of river that runs through this place, um, and then follow it along to the north and west. Um, passing by, you know, dozens of these caves, just your your standard embarrassment of caves over here as well. Um, then you come along to where there's um, the forest, or the 
valley turns back up to the north. Like there's a sub valley offset off of the main valley, um, which is partially forested with more of those just twisted and um, stunted looking trees that, you know, each of them looks a little bit like a Zangief. But they're probably just trees. It's probably not an army of alien tree monsters just chilling. It's probably fine. Um, and it takes, you know, the better part of an hour, so it is getting dark by the time you're actually up to the northern end of this sort of sub-valley. And you can see, up ahead of you, um, the cliff face. I will activate the map, and I will actually scroll to the right part of my PDF. Yeah, let's see. As you arrive at this approximate location that Peter has given you, you see the mouth of a dark cave that's 15 feet wide and 12 feet tall, with a number of closely spaced natural pillars on the right-hand side that kind of block it off. That's down here. So you kind of can't really see the entrance from the south side. You have to and I go over to the other side and loop around. Um, Gray-green lichen hugs the, the walls here, and there's the unmistakable odor of burned oil drifting out from within. So, like, even if you couldn't see the entrance, you can smell it. There are scuff marks in the rocky soil and grass suggesting traffic coming in and out of the place. I'd like to look at those tracks and see, are they just humanoid tracks are they giant robot like the one that we're expecting survived that last encounter i'm just gonna take a little peekaroo all right you want to give me a survival check yeah dress number first roll of the night that's a 27 uh and yeah what are we looking at how fresh how clean clean um, it looks like there are lots of humanoid tracks, um, of various ages. Someone's been coming and going, but there's also a multitude of, like, heavy drag marks from, like, something big being moved, like, something big and inert being dragged, uh, into the cave. Cast some spells like shield, um... Alwyn, can I use the rod for a second? I know I just gave it to you. Just, uh... Yes, of course. And he'll hand it back over. That's Thank a re-gift. And, uh... <laughs> it's, it's going right back after this one big stuff. Uh, with a word and a motion. Um, Brixby casts Ashen Path on everybody extended, so it's going to be 220 minutes divided by 5. So it's going to be 45 minutes each. Right. Did I do that right? Sounds right to me. I'm not going to check. 44. I'm confident. 44. 44. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, there we go. 40. That'll be yep. 44 minutes each. Boop. Uh, <laughs> and as soon as he hands it back, uh, Alan, since we're dealing with machinery in this place, is going to cast Delay Poison Communal using it. Uh, just in case you run into any radiation in here. Cool. And... That would do... I do not have memorized how long that extends it for yet. I have it in here. Uh, it's 10 minutes per do. level, right? 
10 minutes per level. So it's going to be 200 minutes. minutes. Divided from lesser. Because you're yeah. at level 10. And it'll level 10, yeah. So 200 minutes divided by 5. So 40, 40 minutes for each of us. Very sick. 40 minutes for each of us. And then he will uh, re-stow the rod. Actually, you know what? He's going to hang on to that in his hand just in case. He can drop it if he has to pull out a wand so he can still do somatic. So, uh, what's our new, like, marching order? We haven't really, like, are we still feeling it out? Or do we feel like, is it like, um... Kira looks at Tarazi and then holds her hands up for a rock, paper, scissors. Or a rock... Yeah. ...parchment sword. I don't know. I guess is a roll twenty. How are we gonna 20. do this? <laughs> uh, I, Izzy, don't actually care, but Kira would. So I will. I will. I don't know. Whoever gets higher on the roll twenty, do a roll off. Yeah. On a d twenty. Sorry. We'll both roll a d twenty. Are you doing Ooh. physical or foundry? Oh, I just rolled my physical dice. So go for That's it. Fun. Yeah, good luck beating that seven. Oh, I got a one. No problem. Classic then. Kira will take her space in the back happily. That's fine. Have fun. <laughs> I think Tarazi wins at, at Rock Parchment Chainsaw because Kira kind of always throws chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> Tarazi is... Uh, robust AC uh, makes sense as a as a person kind of gonna who might get punched in the face, and he would dismount the uh, the goopier snake and be ready to walk forward with the his shield in one hand and his bastard sword in the other. Before he does, though, knowing there's been all these tracks and things. He just do a quick perception at the entrance to make sure there's not any of the nasty traps. And that is a 28. It doesn't seem to be any nasty traps. All right. Unnarsty ones though. That's fair. I was pretty specific in my in my search. I got to hold that against you. Uh, the fervent Tarazi then will slowly start to trudge forward. I think we have to go this way. Right? Yeah. Like if you sort of go around the, the rock that Tarazi's along, once you go around yeah. you can see the entrance to the cave. There. Which obviously Tarazi knows and the player behind Tarazi was like, this looks like an entrance to me. It's like an on-ramp. Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. That doesn't look good. I can't see. I, I recognize him. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Bam, you forgot we're not in episode 100. <laughs> so, the entry... Where's my mech? The entry cave is, is a large space with stalactites depend, depending from the ceiling 25 feet above. The rocky floor is irregular, requiring careful navigation, and a large pool of water hugs the back wall, the northwestern wall of the chamber. 
Three natural columns of rock support the ceiling before this pool. The broad passage heads deeper into the caves to the southwest, where the sound of clanging metal and smell of burning oil comes from that direction. But I would suspect that what a lot of you reacted to when you came in here was a ten-foot-tall crab-like nightmare of a beast with a lamprey-like mouth and a bunch of just cold, lifeless eyes on each of its legs and drooping, soggy, blister-like sacks along its back stands here inert as if as if it's dead oh okay it's nice okay let's poke it well gently (laughs) poking seems wise Uh, he would also Therese would also want Levi to get a good whiff of this thing because with scent he'd be able to follow or note if another one of these perhaps a live version would be within like 60 feet alright go for it you smell that thing <laughs> I'd like to roll a knowledge on that uh, that would knowledge that thing <laughs> that would be a dungeonero um, Levi cannot smell um, any other horrible crab monsters in the area. Just the one horrible crab monster. I know everyone is surprised to see horrible crab monsters. That is a 29. You see, in episode 100, I couldn't use the Pathfinder artwork for these things. <laughs> but with a 29, Brixby, of course, recognizes that this is one of the noble Nathalgu. Also known as brain collectors, the alien Nathalgus hail from distant worlds, traveling the gulfs of space on immense living ships that swiftly decay when they land upon a new world, leaving behind a deadly cargo of hungry monsters. Nathalgus are carnivores, but they do not digest the humanoid brains they eat. Rather, these brains lodge in one of several bulbous blisters on the creature's back to help increase its intellect. Some speculate that Nathalgus encountered in this reality may merely be juveniles of their kind, perhaps exiled from their homeworld by greater kin until they can prove themselves and their worth on other worlds. These brain collectors may be morbid, um, oh, the brain collections themselves may be a morbid form of currency in their home realm, or the thoughts in these brains may merely be fuel for the dark apotheosis um, in some even more sinister form, you know, in the future. But no future for this one, as it is dead. Now, with a 29, you can get just one question on the Nathalgu. Um, does anybody need to know anything? Should we save it? I mean, there's no real reason to save it. I, we're we're going to fight these things. It's pretty obvious. Um, whew. Uh, yeah. Well, we know it takes brains. So are we interested in special defenses? Um, special attacks? 
Defenses, maybe. Yeah. I like defenses. It's embarrassing to hit it with a thing that doesn't work. Let's do that. Uh, Let's talk about defenses, Sam. Special defenses. All right. Um, They do have um, damage reduction and spell resistance. They're also immune to confusion effects. That's useful. That is actually all useful. All right, cool. Well, dang. That was like an okay roll. That was a 15 off the die, too. Those are some big bad boys. Um, oh, that one, that will get me one, too? Okay. Uh, then I will say that Alowin, with a 16 on the die, one number higher, uh, got a 24 dark tapestry lore. So I think he's going to look at this thing, quickly flip through his little uh, book that he has, and then he is uh, going to ask special attacks. Uh, special attacks for the Nathalgu. Well, they have um, they have a rend when they when they strike with their two claws. Um, they have a special ability to um, remove your brain uh, if you've been dead for um, less than one minute. Or, you know, if you're helpless, any helpless opponent or dead for less than one minute opponent, they can remove their brain with a coup de grace and, um, you know, stuff it on their back. They also have um, poison attached to some of their attacks, uh, their bites specifically. And that's about it for special attacks. They have spell-like abilities, but you didn't ask spell-like yeah, abilities. Yeah, different, yeah. Yeah, so he will share that. He'll say, uh, Brixby is right. This this is a Nethal Ghoul. They, if they make you helpless or unconscious, or even if they kill you if they're fast enough, they can take your brain out and put it in those holes on top of them, and it makes them stronger. And they also have a very dangerous poison. Well, it's good that you cast that on us earlier than Halloween. And, um, yeah, we can't we can't necessarily uh, damage it straightforward. It's, it's got some way to circumvent damage. It also, for us, um, has a resistance to our magics. So this will be a formidable enemy, but also a good reminder that the occupant or occupants of this cave never laid this thing low. So even scarier. <laughs> Hopefully this was the only one we had encountered. It would be unfortunate if this were to be a whole valley of the brain collectors. Title card. <laughs> Looks at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> So while you're inspecting the the body of this horrible crab monster, um, why doesn't everybody give me perception checks? Just checking out this room and and the dear friend that somebody propped up for you. Three for a twenty-two. Four for a twenty-three. Ten for an eight. <laughs> Natural one for a nineteen. Don't worry, Levi did much better. A three for an eight. Well, um. Yikes. You can 
We're trying to take a trophy. That's what we're all doing right now. <laughs> hey, you can... I got a dice jail for Christmas. Nice. Uh, a big one? Both of those dice just went in there. It needs to be large, but that's okay. Uh, well, you can tell that it looks like this thing took considerable like cold-based damage uh, from whatever killed it. Um, also, whatever killed it kind of did a, a fairly skilled, if um, crude job of <laughs> putting it back together, basically, after they propped it up here as a kind of scarecrow, apparently, as it's visible from the outside of the cave. Uh, but I guess that's uh, about all you see with those delightful rolls. Very, very good rolls. There's, you didn't miss anything. Don't worry about it. Very good. This seems like a perfect place to sleep for the night. <laughs> yeah. Super so, safe. it looks like the only way to proceed is what? Southwest? Yeah, the on- only thing you see from here is a wide cave yeah. leading to the right southwest. Here. I don't know, I guess we can fit around this side of it too, can't we? This Wait, my mind front. <laughs> Alloyd goes in front. Don't you know that that's how it works? Pretty tank with his 88 max HP. I feel like that's still better than bricks, isn't than it? I yeah. Mean. 78. <laughs> oh, am I higher than bricks? I did not know I was higher than bricks. Yes, I don't think I have any. Yeah, I don't have any contact. Oh, wait, no, I said the wrong number. I'm looking at my thing, which has an 88 on it, which I assumed was my health, but it is not. My health is 69. Oh, nice. nice. But. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very. What is your 88, your charisma? I don't know what that is. There's a random 88 on my token, <laughs> but it's like a number I can change. Nice. So there, I just made up my actual health. Looks like there's some liquid. Yeah. How thick is it? We need to do a thickness check. Mm-hmm. What's the viscosity? Uh, you're gonna have to taste it for that. That's, How would you uh, possibly that is have called to a taste finesse it? test. From what I understand, <laughs> to determine the viscosity. Now is that? Is that like a waterfall right here? Um, that is Paizo doing a super great job of hiding a um, underwater tunnel that goes from lake. the pool in the other room <laughs> to this room, which is also a super useless tunnel. You can swim from where you just were under the ground into the pool where you are now instead of walking a shorter distance to the same place. Yeah, but I didn't get I mean, nightmares could... going this way. That way I'm swimming. <laughs> yeah. Triggering, triggering a primal fear for me. So, I can Ugh. see that being good for like stealth or something. Yeah. But as you yeah, can... come into this southern part of the tavern, tavern, cavern, a large <laughs> pool of murky water <laughs> occupies the center of the room. The muddy shores of it are surrounded by a hopeless tangle of metal tubes, gears, and mechanical junk and debris. A broad passage exits the chamber to the west. Its surfaces worked smooth and plated with gray metal. The long dead body of a woman lies near the southern wall, partially buried in rubble. While you enter this room, one thing of note, or perhaps three things of note, are these little, um, they're just little, little floaty robot dews with spinning blades, long needles, and crystal tip broad studding their surface. Uh, hovering metallic spheres with like one big eye on them and they do spring to life and move to attack immediately upon all of you coming in here because 
It's time to roll for initiative. Nice. Ah, oh, should have eaten the pepper. Ah. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's a two for an eight. Nice. Um, Alowin tied for the same amount north. Uh, Alowin rolled an 18 for a 25. Unrelenting Alowin once again with a good initiative. <laughs> um, how about the soft-spoken Brixby? I rolled an 8. Yes, I rolled an 8 and Brixby got a 17. Alright, and Tarazi and Levi. <sighs> yeah, another one for the jail. That was a 4 for a 7. Should have eaten that pepper. Then again, you don't know if things would have gone poorly had you <laughs> Might have poisoned pepper. you. There's always a chance. True. Um, so, Unrelenting Alowin is up first. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess first off would be engineering check on these little robot guys. That is the correct thing to uh, run. Six or nine. That is a six. So that is... A 15. I don't know what these things are. Okay. In that case, he's just going to start breaking them. Uh, what spells do I have? Oh, right. I can cast this stuff on robots because I'm weird. Uh, he is going to cast... Uh, you know what? On the one that is directly in... Actually, can I... Why I have line of sight on the one that is directly in front of the party from where I'm standing with the snake and everybody in front of me? Um, I guess it's pretty obstructed, but I'm guessing you don't need that because yeah. it's not a two hit. Yeah, I don't need line of effect. I just need line of sight. Yeah, I think you can probably see it over the goopy snake. It doesn't take up that whole thing as a big box. Brixby's not the tallest gentleman. Hey. Awesome. Uh, then it needs to make me a will save. Um, that would be... You're talking about the Jolly one? Uh, is this Jolly? I just see question marks on him. Um, yes. That is an eight... The one directly in front of Tarazi. That's an 18 on the will save. That is a fail. He has been hit with sensory overload. Uh, and... Uh, you overload a target creature's senses, making it difficult to target to concentrate for the duration of the effect the target must succeed a will save at the same dc as the original effect to perform any standard or full round action on a failure the creature loses the action that uh, triggered the saving throw so basically anytime he wants to make a standard action or more he has to make that roll again now for the next 10 rounds that's very very mean they don't even make a good icon for that so i'm going to give it the bad back icon <laughs> Oof, ouch. Um, are, are you going anywhere? Uh, I think for right now. Actually, you know what? He is going to go 10 feet to his right just to kind of be almost within touch distance of three different party members in case I need to start healing. Nice um, fireball range. That's good. All right, then that will take us to the Jolly One. It's going to roll a will save to try to do something. Because that's what it do. Um, I'm guessing a 11 does not succeed. 
So it is going to just take a little five foot floaty do back. Cause yeah, eleven does not succeed. It's the nineteen again. I don't like that. It's not feeling quite so jolly with its bad back. Now for the uh, soft-spoken Brixby. Uh, the soft-spoken Brixby is going to float uh, 10 feet to the north. And, oh, yeah, I can see their names on this tab. Oh, wait, I'm going to target. Target locked. Look at that. Can you see that target? Uh, the purple dot? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like a little, like, it's the, it, it makes a little, like, yeah, thing on me. Um, yeah, it looks like your cursor, but just stuck on him. Oh, yeah. For <laughs> me, it's like four triangles, kind of. Yeah, making the little... Oh, yeah, the rest painting. of us see a purple dot like your cursor, oh, cool. but just like so stuck you can on top see, of him. So that's, that's, that's nice. That's an easy way to like disambiguate here. All right, and he's going to shoot off uh, his second to last Scorching Ray. It's, we've had a couple battles today. Um, so uh, first off, does this thing have spell resistance uh no spell resistance all right i'll roll a knowledge engineering on it after i've attacked it assuming that that is what its knowledge is so that is going to be uh against my flat-footed targets touch ac a 24, a 13, and a 16. Yeah, flat-footed touch. Those are three hits. Alrighty. This is be a lot of damage, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Do you want the the sneak attack and the um, fire separately? Um, yes. Okay. So, fire first. Then sneak attack. So that's 33 points of fire and 51 points of sneak attack. Okay, so nice. it seems like not all of the physical damage goes through. Now, oh, wait a second. You said 33 points of fire and 51 mm -hmm. points of sneak attack. Man, you're yeah. making me do so much math. All right. So it seems like there was like a shimmering field around this thing, and that field is now gone, for the tough one at least. <laughs> Does it look hurt at all? A little bit. It seems like Oof. once you got through the shimmering field, um, it was a little bit harder to get through like the metal hide. That if makes that makes sense. any sense. All right, and can I roll a knowledge on this bad boy? This would be an engineer. Alrighty, that is a forty. Wow. Uh, yeah, forty will tell you that this is a torturer robot. Now, torturer robots are nicknamed murder balls by enemies of the Technic League. They seem to have been built to extract information from prisoners. Murder balls administer pain in a detached fashion, repeating questions over and over, while their heuristic programming analyzes the truth and completes responses. Um, their job demands detailed knowledge of human anatomy and humanoid anatomy, and a capacity to revive a dying patient, leading to some to serve double duty as morbid field medics and surgeons. 
Now with a 40, you get a total of three questions on, the, on this dog. Dog. <laughs> this dog. <laughs> All right. Or this comma dog, which is appropriate vernacular. Um, so, uh, again, I leave it up to the table. Is there anything that anybody specifically wants to know, needs to know? Because otherwise I was going to probably start off with what attacks and defenses and then see if there's something in defenses that we might want to ask about further. Probably languages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> ecology. Uh, since he said not all the Favorite physical college. damage looked like it went through, I figured we could ask about the DR, but you're right, with that force fieldy thing, defenses yeah. is probably a great place to start. Yeah, so yeah I'm we'll assuming the physical thing is probably just the hardness that robots all have, so I'm more interested in that word force field. We don't know, but we will. Okay, so if we could know special attacks, uh, special defenses, and then we're going to hold one question for the answers there. All right, well, uh, special defenses. It has all-around vision because it's a ball. Um, It has hardness. Your standard construct traits. Um, And then in addition, it does have a force field around it that is the first thing to take damage, and um, that has fast healing. So if it's not depleted in a turn it will heal on the robot's turn but once it's gone it's gone for for 24 hours um as far as special attacks so it's like the starfinder force fields. yeah it's a lot like starfinder force fields one might say one was based on the other as far as special attacks go i mean you can see that it's got these blades and lasers on it um it is an agile little thing so it can add its dexterity modifier to damage rolls instead of strength when using its rotating blades. That's nice. Um, let's see. It also can interrogate you as a standard action, which is attempting a heal check to deal 1d4 points of damage to an ability score of its choice. Um, and you have to make a fortitude save because it's so mean to you. And um, also, it has an ability called Nanosurgeon, which, as a standard action... It can inject nanites into you, uh, which can help or harm you, depending on what the robot wants to do. Alright. So, then, then that would leave, it doesn't look like there's a DR, so I would almost say my, my top two after that would be either, like, way out there, it's only relevant every once in a while, weakness although we have seen some consistent kind of weaknesses with certain robots and constructs um, that we could remember uh, all the way back to under the hill or lowest save pretty much explicitly for Alwyn because that's one of my favorite questions too. So anybody feel strongly about either? Time to either or. It sounded like Sam may have rolled some of the special abilities into special attacks already, or otherwise I would say to ask that, so have fun. Alright, let's just let's let's risk it. Is there a weakness on this bad boy? Oh, it is vulnerable to critical hits, which can um when critically hit a robot can malfunction and has a has to make a fortitude save or it's um staggered. And uh, it also has a vulnerability to electricity, where electrical damage counts for 50% more. Oh, tight. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was worth the question. Excellent. Um, 
So yeah, uh, th- I mean, they're vulnerable to to uh, a well placed hit and uh, electricity, electricity, Alwyn. And that's my turn. All right. Um, well, that takes us to the agitated torturer robot. And I think the agitated torturer robot is going to, like, sort of fly up in the air over the water. Um, so it's nice and safe up high. And it's just like a little five-foot fly. So it's only, like, ten feet up in the air. You could still theoretically reach it for now. And then it's going to shoot some lasers. Uh, it's going to shoot... Let's call it two lasers at Kira and two lasers at Tarazi. So these are going to be touch attacks. Um, how is a 33 versus flat-footed touch for Kira? Oh, it's so good. So good. Oh, you're just going to get a little bit lasered. Just a little bit lasered. That is five fire damage. Question. That is not relevant, but I'm curious. Flat-footed touch, is that... Which one is that? Flat-footed or touch? A 33 beats both of mine. But It's both. Basically, whatever you subtract for flat-footed and whatever you subtract for touch, you subtract them both. Uh, huh. Well, yeah, yeah so you that get was almost good. no five, bonuses with that. Five fires. Yeah. And then uh, 24 versus flat footed touch for the second one. Also pretty good. Uh, four more fire. I'm gonna live forever. They're just little guys. The last time I said that, you took out 120 of my points in one hit, so. Well, these are just little guys. Um, How about 28 um, versus flat-footed touch for Tarazi? Yes, sir. Um, That is only three fire damage. All right. And um, follow that up with a 23 versus flat-footed touch. Yeah. Uh, Three more fire damage. So they're just little guys. I can't emphasize emphasize enough how little they are. Nice. Um, Now, the injured one that Brixby shot with some fire, it's tough, you know? And as a tough torturer robot, it's going to charge at at the rat that just lasered it. Um, It's going to come after you with a rotating blade. So it flies Uh, uh, just in a beeline towards Brixby. How high off the ground is it? Uh, it's uh, about five feet off the ground. Okay. I, I ask because uh, with combat reflexes that my snake with reach has, even flat-footed, he could attack if you pass through a threatened square. Yeah, but I think it was uh, far enough away unless you got 15 feet reach. No, no. He could have taken a more southern route, but... That's fine. Oh, he had a straight line to Bricksbow. This was a this was a chargey do. That is a natural twonzoni <laughs> in the parlance Darn. of another um, podcast. That is to confirm. Hold uh, on. Yeah. I'm casting an instantaneous spell. Okay. Oh, wait, it's a, um, I am casting Windy Escape. 
from uh, Fergus's book. Nice. Responding to an attack by becoming briefly vaporous and insubstantial, allowing the attack to pass harmlessly through me. I have DR10 magic, and I am immune to sneak attacks or critical hit effects. Okay, so I don't have to roll to confirm. It's just a regular hit, then. Mm-hmm. And you have DR10 magic. This is not magic. Yeah, so DR10. This is very sad. It does not do any damage to you. And you can see that it's sad, and its, it's little eye kind of does a little frowny shape. Hmm. I'd like to think that it's a little gross because he killed me, but like the way that that spell works because I got it from him, you kind of look like his weird smoky ghost for a second. Um, I don't know. Thanks, Furky Jerk. Brixby Shoud. Oh, yeah. All right. I want a tower. That'll bring up Kira. All right, it's my turn. I was going to circle around the lake, but now I also have a direct path. And hey, why not? I'm 10 feet away. I'm going to go ahead and charge this guy back. Can I wait? I have to move at least 10 feet, right? No, I'm you... just going to move up one square. Yeah. Never mind. Okay, so I'm going to take you a five-foot step and full attack instead. That's what I wanted to say. No, charging was better for me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to try the thing that Zach and Jeff do and just roll 3d20s. No, I can't do that math in my head. We got to do it one at a time. I'm sorry, team. <laughs> oh, first roll is a three, so that's not good. Uh, 21, 21 hit. Uh, 21 does not hit. Okay, I need better than a three. Well, that's a nine. This is not going well. Uh, 24? There's a 24 hit. 24 does not hit? This is not great. All right. How about I'm going to roll this last one in here. Oh, I have two more. That's right. I forgot. All right. That's a 16. And then this last roll. 20 plus. I'm going to be so sad if I waited this whole time for a turn, and that's an eight. I, I Four hits, and none of them work. So that's that's it. That's my turn. I'm putting this guy in my shame chair. It's just juking and jiving, you know. It's impossible. To yeah, you just things. missed They're two, just my so guy. Great. So you and I it over here will stand attack. here in our shame corner. That was at the spider and not you, Sam. I would never yell at you like that. That's awful. I'm always in my shame corner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that'll bring us to Tarazi and um, his big snake buddy. Tarazi uh, hearing, well, he's, he's faced enough robots to know uh, hardness is annoying. Uh, good thing his heavy shield is uh, made of adamantine. Uh, so you're about to get a full round shield bash attack and it's going to be cool taking a five foot step three uh, shield basheroos coming at this construct uh, we'll try with power attack still on uh, because one of the favorite enemies you'd be astonished uh, is constructs that's weird that you so would that, choose that so that 
kind of offsets the power attack a bit. Uh, again, with my comical rolls, the best one was on the last one, uh, but knowing that none of them hit for Kira, my best of a 22, because I rolled single digits for my first two also, uh, that's a fail. So uh, Levi will then take a five-foot step and just kind of peeking his goopy head around Tarazi, do a full attack of his own with his reach. Uh, and the la his second attack might actually do it. That's a 27. A uh, 27 will hit. Yay. The not particularly jolly robot. Unfortunately, uh, his snake teeth are not adamantine. That's okay. You've got a force field to deal with. Yeah, uh, so that's 17 points of bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing, and then the free grab attempt. Uh-oh. Uh, does a 39 grab this robot? Sure does. Yeah! Then uh, I believe you get you take Constrict immediately because I have the grab property. Nice. I don't like this. You're being very mean. I rolled minimum Constrict damage, so only 10. All right. Still a big chunk. That's that's a good turn for the big snake. It's about time. I finally got to grab something. Giant snake, tiny robot ball. <laughs> All right, unrelenting Alwyn, you're back up for round two. Okay, so we got this one over here that's actively attempting to murder Brixby. spell I want to use wouldn't be a good spell on that one, but I also don't want my rat buddy to die, so I'm going to pick a different spell instead and try something else. Uh, let's see. Oh, I can cast this six times now. Love being level 11. How about the one that attacked Zack make me a will save? It doesn't want to. It told me. <laughs> uh, that is a natural 20. Ah, My Blackwing D20. It doesn't have a negative to its will, does nah, it? <laughs> it's, it's got a positive ah, modifier. Okay. All right, then it is perfectly fine. It is not uh, trapped in a mind maze. Thanks, pencil subscription. And that will be uh, Alwyn's turn. He's not going to move because he's within touching distance of everybody who's currently fighting right now other than Tarazi. All right. Well, that will bring us to the jolly grapple sensory overloaded torturer robot. It's going to make a will save to try to act this turn. Uh, no, that's a uh, 13. That is a fail. Uh, so it can take a move action, but it cannot take a standard or a fall. Um, it's going to just take a move action to just make really obscene gestures at everybody. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, wow. it's really a lot. Using what? All its <laughs> limbs are blades. Yeah, all the saws. The saws have special configurations that just are Flipping blades. Ah. <laughs> 
Um, that brings us to the soft-spoken Brixby. Soft-spoken Brixby. Soft-spoken smoking Brixby. <laughs> Soft-smoking Brixby. <laughs> now he's a hard-smoking man, and that's really appropriate because he's going to do a five-foot step to the southeast, a standard action rummage around in his bag and pull out the ever-smoking bottle and uncap it with a move action. Which means that there is a 50-foot radius of smoke. Uh, but all of my friends can see. It's not very nice at all. Yeah, this is a cool, cool item. Is that an ashen path thing? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's not the right size yep. of We can all ball. see, but the robots can't. I love being able to see what robots can. One of my top ten hobbies. That's approximately a 50-foot circle. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 10 feet out per round until it hits 100. <laughs> uh, yeah, this thing is That's absurd. absolutely nuts. <laughs> uh, um, so that's a, uh, yeah, that is a move, a standard, and a five-foot step. So smoke them if you got them. That's really, really mean to these things. All right, well, that brings us to the agitated torture robot who was planning on being far away from everybody and not um, having to engage in physical combat, but now it has to fly towards everyone instead. So, let's see, how does this work? It knows approximately where all of you are. So I guess it's, it's gotta go at half speed because it can't see. Mm-hmm. Well, it can still get to the shore. So I guess um, if Levi wants to, he can take an AOO on the way in. Because Levi can see it. Yeah. Um, I think he would. Because he's grappling this creature in his mouth, though, he'd probably have to release the robot to bite it. That's true. Does grab give you? Doesn't grab give you like the? You can hold something at like negative ten. Am I like totally making this up? No, you're you're totally right. I could. Uh, it's a it's a minus twenty uh, oh to not gain the grapple oh, condition. Okay, so he decided yeah, okay. not to do that. Uh, <laughs> but realizing that this robot is making obscene gestures and is from within the snake mouth, Levi is kind of disgusted and would drop it and try and take a bite out of the other one. Uh, Only a 22, so Uh, bummer. 22 will not hit, and it's gonna try to just give you a little little stabby-do with one of its rotating blades. So first, the two hit is gonna be a 26. That's a miss. Is it? It's going yeah. for the snake in front of it, not the snakeman. Which, the, the large snake? Yeah, not the snakeman. Yeah, yeah, it's still a miss. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, my uh, even grapple, <laughs> that would have missed my tanky snake. Oh, my God. <laughs> Things are tough for the robots. He, 
this large snake is wearing uh, <laughs> is wearing barding, <laughs> uh, a plus one chain shirt around this goopiness. So adorable. That's that's very mean. Well, um, the tough torture robot, tough as it is, is going toe to toe with Kira, and it thinks it's got the advantage, even though it can't see her anymore. Um, so let's see. we'll go with a, a full attack. Four rotating blades coming your way. Yeah, coming uh, back at you, buddy. Sorry. First one is a twenty-nine. I mean, yeah, okay. Blur. Blur. Yeah, blur oh, wait, no. I'm not right? raging yeah, yet. Really well, but it's still oh, blur. But, but there is, yeah, yeah there is some sort of still... fog. All right, six, 62 on the concealment. That's pretty good. So um, that's seven rotating blade damage. Okay. Uh, number two is a critical threat. Um... Say twenty-four to confirm. Um, Seventy-seven on the blur or smoke, rather. Well, I don't think I like this guy at all. He's nice. Uh, that is nineteen damage on the crit. Um, attack number three is just going to be a, a dirty 30. Uh-huh. Uh, 41 on that blur. Smoke. It's not blur, but that's replaced concealment in my head for some reason. Fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Same. Nine damage. Nine. And the last one is a 26 to hit. It's going to be uh, so embarrassing when I do the same thing back at this guy. Much, yeah. much harder. 52 much on the harder. concealment and um, 10 damage. It gave you the best it had. You just Sadly, wait, you, tough one. You're not unconscious yet? No, no. I think you should probably just pretend to be and skip your turn, which is now. That's okay. Uh, great. No, I'm going to full attack it. Slightly, slightly bothered, but uh, otherwise unharmed. I mean, mostly otherwise unharmed. Let's try with a new d20 and see what happens. <sighs> That's a 7, which is terrible. But hang on, I'm raging now. So, 28? 28, 28 hits. 20, 28 hits, great. And that is... Totally forgotten. 3d6, done. 12, 13, 22, plus 13, 5, 35. 35 points of uh, chainsaw damage. It doesn't seem to all go through, but still a good chunk. It's fine. You got three more of these. It's a 17 plus 18, which is also 35. That'll hit. And we're going to roll this in here so I don't have to do the math. Uh, 
34 points of blade chain chainsaw damage. Roll 1d20 plus 13. So close. Uh, that's just an 18, which I think misses. Yeah, that'll miss. D20 plus 8. Better, uh, 23, which I think also misses. Yeah, 23 doesn't do it on these these guys. Alright, that's fine. I'll take a 2 out of 3. 2 out of 4. <laughs> 2 out of 4? <laughs> yeah. 2 out of 4 ain't bad. Yeah, we'll take it. Uh, that's my turn. All right, fervent Tarazi, and for some reason, adjectiveless Levi. <laughs> uh, fervent Tarazi is going to uh, take power attack off because I'm rolling for him, and these things are tougher. So uh, here comes some shield bashing at the. We'll go with the southern one. Uh, the one that he was previously awkwardly facing with. I got one out of three again. Uh, actually, I didn't even hit last time, so 29 does hit. Yep. Max on the D8. Uh, it's 16. It's adamantine if it by, gets through the force field or not. Yeah, that does uh, finish off the force field. Huzzah! Uh, and then Levi's going to try and help finish off this one if possible. Uh, yes, on the first one, that was a 35 to hit. <laughs> that will indeed hit. Sorry, 32. Math is hard. That still hits. But there's a minus 10 penalty for saying it wrong. That's the new rule that we have. Oh, nope. That's a lie. Uh, max uh, 19 uh, on the bite and... Here comes the first attempt to grab. Uh, nat 20 on the grab figures. Uh, I do have those on my dice, though. I thought they all fell away at the new year. So it's a 40 to grab. <laughs> it is super grabbed. But still alive. Got that constrict damage. Oh, <laughs> yep. But it might not get through the hardness. That's true. I'll minimum again, 10. All right. Doesn't seem like you can squeeze that ball hard enough to. <laughs> well, while everyone's hanging out in this cave with their murder ball buddies, the um, dogs, as as we call them, uh, I think I'm going to bed. <laughs> Good night, night Sam. jolly Mom. torturer Sam. <laughs> Good night, Sam. Night, Sam. Good night, murder robots. Ladies and gentlemen, murder ball. <laughs> <laughs>
Property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of ISO Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by our own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to. Oh my God, these really great liquid core glitter dice from my girlfriend for Christmas, and they have rolled me a one and a two so far. So now I have to break up. That is the rule. You heard it here first. <laughs> I know. She's going to be shocked. <laughs> um, so, Kira, you were the... You won't know till the episode goes live in two weeks. You're the yeah, furthest north and you awkward. just rolled a good initiative? Man, I just like kind of froze in Skype. Am I frozen for everyone yeah, else? You are. Yeah, you're frozen <laughs> like <laughs> in the... <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on oh, there. Wow. I can... That's quite a freeze. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice... Someone wants to screenshot that for later. I screenshot it. Thank you. Let's try this and see if this helps. Nope. (laughs) Yes. This is a great development. (laughs) What happens if I like put us into together mode? (laughs) Do I keep this face on a tropical sunset is what I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh right, we have to God. stop the podcast. I know this guy at meetings. Great. I've I've been in meetings with that guy. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm so sorry. Second paint window. Never apologize because I didn't save the other one yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get this one too. Oh my God. Okay, uh, I should probably leave the call and come back. Uh, I'll, one moment here. I'm going to join the call. Hopefully. <laughs> no, oh, I hope it's the same. It's, so... <laughs> it's, it's just like burned in. Okay. Come on, little buddy. Am I just going to have to, there we go, disconnect my buddy and then turn it back on. There we go. I don't know why that just froze. Whew. <laughs>